Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Here we are in August. How did that happen so quickly? But there's one more Mauiomi to take place this summer on the island of Newfoundland, a cultural gathering in Burgio on August the 18th. More about that later in the show from Greg Jeans, one of the organizers. But first, more on Halibut becoming part of the Assembly of First Nations, an event that's been described as historic. Our guest this week is Morley Gugu, who was regional chief for Nova Scotia and Newfoundland, will be Halibut's liaison with the AFN. I asked Chief Gugu about getting Nova Scotia chiefs, no fans of Halibut, on side with the vote at the Vancouver meeting, and about the possibility of a regional chief solely for Newfoundland, now that there are as many Indians here as there are in Nova Scotia. As you'll hear, the chief doesn't seem to be as enthusiastic about that. So uh, I guess the first thing I, I should say is congratulations on um, having another band in your portfolio, the largest uh, First Nation in Canada. So uh, for you as regional chief, what, is, what does having Alibu uh, mean for you as, as the regional chief? Well, I think it's uh, uh, important that... Uh, you know that a band that size and new you know have the opportunity and assistance to uh um, get from AFN and uh for them to be in my region I just uh welcome the opportunities to help in any way I can yeah now uh, when uh, a band is part of AFN uh what does that mean does AFN provide services is AFN uh, operate more as a lobbying agent on the federal scene, or what does it? Uh, what does AFN do for its various 600 and plus uh, uh, First Nations? Well, we're at National Advocacy Group, and you know we assist uh, communities wherever they feel they need to be uh, um, dealing with issues with the federal government. You know, if there's uh, ministers uh, that we want to be able to meet uh, and the community may have a hard time meeting we can help arrange that but more importantly i think uh as for halibut itself it's been taken a while for them to get to a band status and for them to get to that point and to be part of assembly first nations with 635 other communities i think it's a great achievement for the community um, and uh you know there's a lot of networking and a lot of information sharing uh that can happen, and we do have a uh, staff that uh, probably can assist on uh, some of the challenges and issues they are having as they're growing and developing as a new band. Yes. Now, as you know, uh, the big issue facing Halibu over, well, since its formation really, has been the enrollment issue, and um, it continues uh, with uh, because there are court cases uh, outstanding. Uh, in terms of uh, of what AFN can do, uh, what would it be on the enrollment uh, file? Well, we don't do anything unless the community uh, asks for help, first of all, just so it was clear. And uh, second of all, I think, uh, you know, I need to catch up on the um, 
information about the enrollment issue. A lot of stuff when uh, I first started talking to Alabu was everything was in confidentiality agreements with the federal government. You know, nothing was resolved yet. So, you know, I didn't get to have a lot of information uh, in regards to that. You know, now that uh, um, they're part of AFN and, uh, you know, I represent them, it's opportunity for me to catch up and I plan to be uh, going there um, before mid-September um, to visit the community and uh, um, just see uh, what kind of assistance I can provide in the future. Yeah. Are you, uh, I I did see that you're going to be in Newfoundland in, in September. Are you going to the uh, annual general meeting, uh, chief and council meeting on September 15th? Is that your, is that your date or are you going uh, to a different time? I, I haven't even selected the date or was not, not even aware of the annual assembly, but uh, um, I have some national meetings um, that were committed to from our um, Vancouver AGA, mm-hmm. and I have to get firm up those dates of what they're going to be before I can totally plan my September month and uh, commit to what dates, right? Yes. Now, uh, you mentioned getting meetings. One issue that Chief Mitchell has had is in getting a meeting with Minister Carolyn Bennett. Uh, uh, the chief says he's been told by uh, staff for Carolyn Bennett, if you want to talk about enrollment, I'm not interested in meeting. Uh, she doesn't want to talk about enrollment. Do you think that getting a face-to-face between Chief Halibu staff and the minister is something that the AFN could assist with? Yeah, I think those one are one of the options. You know, of course, again, uh, before any kind of assistance, I, I want to get briefed by the community, um, the chief and council there, you know, what their goals, what their priorities are, and, uh, you know, how I can uh, assist, you know, um, once I know. So that that meeting after uh, um, in September is going to be kind of important to kind of set the direction of what actually I can uh, assist them on. Right. You the, know, meeting, the, the, the meeting that you're going to have with the with the, the Halibu uh, chief and council. Yes, and I know I, I'm understanding that Chief Michelle Joe and uh, um, uh, will be joining us at that meeting. So, you know, it'll be just coordinating. Um, I did my uh, best and I'm, uh, to assist them to get into AFN, and uh, Chief Michelle Joe is you know, asked me to do this for Newfoundland, and that's Newfoundland's my region. So, um, of course, I was more than happy and delighted to help myself, Joe. And, uh, you know, with his request, and uh, I know it's challenging uh, uh, when you're starting off new and everything's new. So I think if uh, having information sharing from other communities, again, there's like 22 to 27 landless bands in the country, um, for them to feel that they're not alone in a bubble and if there's certain things that are already uh, um, worked out in other regions I hope to be able to provide that information for them and uh, you know then they can choose options on uh, um, how they want to proceed but I'm not going to tell them I'm just going to be able to offer information where where I can yes now let's talk about how the uh, the vote went down in Vancouver. We didn't really know how it was going to go, and uh, it ended on a on a happy note. Uh, where what was um, when did you become involved in the uh, in the uh, in preparation for the vote? It was Chief Mazel Joe's resolution, backed by uh, someone else from um, from the Opgag. Uh, uh, were you involved in? 
networking with the various chiefs before the uh, the resolution went to a vote? Um, Chief Michelle Joe had called me like maybe a week and a half before, uh, let me know, just didn't want me blindsided, and I asked and told him that I'm very grateful because I would have been. You know, mm -hmm. there's a resolution there that I didn't know anything about, so it was very um, um, pleased for him to call me, courtesy, and uh, ask my help. And uh, you know, the regional chiefs that I did talk to, I was like, yes, this was a community uh, when. Con River um, was created back in the 1980s. They said they would look at the other communities and they never came back for over 25 years, you know? So this was kind of uh, something that needed to continue development and for the federal government to come back and keep their word to officially create a band and, uh, um, you know, moving forward from there, uh, I'm interested in hearing a lot more details uh, exactly uh, um, where they are now and where they want to go. Did you did you have any uh, any concerns about whether or not the resolution would pass? Did you were you expecting some resistance from uh, delegates at the AFM meeting? Um, I think uh, there there wasn't any resistance. Just for information for you, you know. Um, um, so. Um, at the end of the day, um, you're concerned with any resolution. So I didn't have any more concern than I would. There's like 40 resolutions that were dealt with and read out. And so we were prepared to uh, answer the best way we could on any questions that we would have. Um, and Chief Michelle Joe did an excellent job giving an overview of uh, why the resolution should be supported. And, uh, um, you know, I was 100% supportive of that. And, you know, walking back and forth, just saying, you know, we're up two two resolutions since time. We're, we were resolution number 28, and uh, um, so just going back and forth and uh, just talking to them and just um, making sure that we keep our cool, I guess, <laughs> so we can clearly communicate exactly. Uh, but they were accepted, and I'm very, very pleased that yes. that happened. So uh, did... Were you concerned uh, about uh, how the Nova Scotia chiefs might uh, might vote? Because as, as we know, um, you know, there has been some concerns among from Nova Scotia chiefs about how the Halibut ban came into being without a lot of consultation with other Mi'kmaq First Nations in uh, in the in, in the Atlantic region. So, were you expecting any any pushback from that quarter? Well, the, the resolution went to the national floor, you know, and uh, I've explained to my chiefs uh, before, I do represent both provinces, you know. Um, if New Brunswick wanted to do something, I'm pretty sure they weren't going to bank everything on what Nova Scotia feels about it, and vice versa, mm -hmm. right? So as Newfoundland and being new and trying to um, find its rightful place uh, to get more legitimacy and once it's got its official band status it's like you know they they need to empower themselves and you know work together uh, with other bands in Newfoundland and uh, just build from there you know and, and uh, some convincing you had to do with some of the Nova Scotia chiefs well we had, we had discussions on that prior and uh, you know when it went to the national level it's an opportunity for all the 
um, close to 600 delegates that were there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't raise any questions. It's a band, just like any other band, official band that AFN has. And uh, why wouldn't it be accepted? Um, so uh, was the vote by – the vote was by show of hands, uh, I guess, at the uh, at the assembly? Well, you'd, you'd have consensus. Like, you know, we there's only – uh, usually a vote of hands if there's an issue that's really divisive, mm-hmm. divisive, you know. So this one, the um, moderator uh, read the resolution and asked if Chief Miseljo, uh as the mover, wanted to come and explain a little bit about it, and he did. And uh, after that, no questions were called, and then uh, um, was asked, are we in favor of this? And you know, any against, and no one was. So, um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the community was accepted into AFN. Yes. I understand that some of the uh, Quebec uh, uh, chiefs abstained. They didn't vote against, but they abstained. So do you know what their reasoning was on that? No. Um, I, I I only saw three abstentions of hands, you know, which that doesn't mean a no vote. So he has vote, right? Um, in these kind of situations, but yeah, no, but there wasn't any uh, um, um, issues brought forward from anybody else um, other than the three that I saw that abstained. So, as far as you know, there were so there were only three abstentions and no votes against. Yeah, and one was in Quebec, and the other was in New Brunswick, and I didn't recognize the third one. So. And you'd have to talk to them, right? I can't guess what what reasons they had. Yeah. Until this point, we weren't really sure of how the uh, the what the final number of um, of members of Halibut was going to be, and now we think, uh, uh, of course, things could change uh, depending on what the courts uh, say. But as it stands right now, the number is going to be between eighteen and twenty thousand people. Do you think that? Since we have a better idea now what the ultimate number of Halibut members is going to be that um, it's perhaps um, uh, not as contentious having uh, Halibu in AFM? Um, I don't think, uh, uh, yes, uh, definitely that would have been, a, uh, if that number wasn't uh, addressed, I guess, because, you know, there was talks of 100,000 people that wanted to apply, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but but those, those um, processes, for me anyway, were not available to me um, on how they were going to do the process, you know. And um, so at this stage, you know, that's a community um, issue. And I respect what the community wants to do on that. And, again, I'll provide the best information that I have from other regions uh, on communities that are in a similar situation. Uh, I understand that uh, there was talk of a resolution to – uh, create a new um, AFN regional chief for Newfoundland because, of course, we have uh, Miaobigag and we have uh, uh, Halibu, which between them have probably about um, somewhere between 25, 26, 27,000 members. So there's thought of having a regional chief just for Newfoundland, and I understand there was talk of a resolution, but there would have to be a charter change in the AFN charter to have a new regional chief for Newfoundland. Do you have any thoughts on whether that would be a good idea to have a regional chief just for Newfoundland? 
Well, I think uh, there'll be challenges again to just make that happen. Every uh, region could make an argument where we're Cree, we're Dene, we got so many nations. We're in a transition period, you know, in this country, you know, of nation, nation building, defining what is a nation, who is the nation, you know. AFN has made the commitment to kind of relook at how the best way we can represent uh, everyone and make charter changes if possible uh, and, and if needed. There's there's a the third charter is like 30 years old, so there's definite need for up, updating uh, several items, you know. So National Chief had committed that he would start that work uh, in, in September. Um, as for having different regional chiefs and all that kind of stuff, each each community in the region, uh, we, we promote self-determination, you know. But what is actually currently possible uh, because of our charter and what uh, – aspirations um, are those are two different things and I'll be more than happy to talk to the leadership in Newfoundland uh, when I go there and speak on these issues hmm. so you're not uh, you're not necessarily opposed to a regional chief for Newfoundland but uh, it's something that will take place in the charter review that will take place uh, more general yes you know um, I, I'm here to help support whatever community and their goals and desires as long as it's obtainable and reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to help the best way I can, you know? Um, I'm not here to stop anybody from trying to uh, self-determine and create their self-government, their own identity. And uh, I'm, I'm exactly there to help promote that. And uh, if it, we get there, uh, at that stage, then, you know, we'll talk about it and make those decisions at the time. Morley Gugu, AFN Regional Chief for Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Now to Bergio. According to the anthropologist Frank Speck, both Beothic and Mi'kmaq have lived their lives in the Burgio region. In fact, Burgio may be as significant as Bay St. George in Mi'kmaq history, according to Frank Speck. So it was good to see Burgio hosting its first Mauiomi on August the 18th. I talked to one of the organizers, Greg Jaynes, about what's planned. So on the program, there will be a traditional uh, Mi'kmaq teachings, and so we're going to start off first thing with a smudge. And uh, the way this powwow is going to run, it's going to be run a little bit different, where we're going to get back to the basics. And uh, so, why we smudge, how we smudge, uh, things like that, sacred fire, what is it built, uh, what, what are the protocols for a sacred fire, uh, those type of things. Then we're going to run into a pipe ceremony. And uh, we have our special leader, Mooch Bennett, coming down for that. Uh, we have storytelling uh, being held by Elder White. And our water ceremony is going to be by uh, Arlene White. Uh, so we have a lot of people coming down from the Bay St. George uh, Flat Bay area to uh, give us a hand uh, to uh, do these teachings and help us out with them. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I suppose uh, people will be coming down uh, for the day. It's um, 
from Cornerbrook, it's probably about two and a half hours. So uh, you can do it. You can come down for the day and get back uh, at the end of the day, I guess, is the thinking. Yes, so our uh, Maui Omi is going to be on the 18th of August, and it starts at 9 a.m. in the morning, and that will be held at Sandbanks Provincial Park. So it will give uh, people the opportunity who are traveling from the uh, Cornerbrook Bay, St. George area, enough time to uh, get down here when, when it's to drive in daylight. And uh, we will hold our ceremonies throughout the day and, uh, with a 5 o'clock uh, uh, supper, uh, a moose, uh, moose soup supper being held at the 50 plus club. Great. Now, um, in Burjo, you have two organizations. You have the, uh, Burjo Band of Indians and there's the Burjo Halibu Cultural Committee. So tell us how those, um, organizations, uh, fit together. So they fit together, um, Pretty much the same people sit on sit on both uh, executives. Uh, the Burjo Band of Indians. That we made that uh, the Burjo Halibut Culture Committee a subcommittee of the Burjo Band of Indians now, and uh, so we still want the cultural events, but we need to keep them separated. So uh, uh, there's people uh, would rather to do cultural events other than sit on the executive of the band. Uh, let's say that. So there, there's different interests in in different uh, in different in the different organizations. Yes. And is is Halibu giving you some assistance in putting off the event? Uh, as as so far, not everyone has been uh, super excited and supportive of this this event. Uh, Halibu has uh, guided us along uh, through insurance for insurance purposes. Now, in order to put off this event, that we need insurance. So Halibu would uh, either they were going to help us out with with the insurance, uh, or but they guided us to an insurance uh, uh, committee, and we did apply for funds, and it looks like those funds are going to come through for us. So Halibu has been very very supportive uh, of us, and so has the Bay St George uh, uh, Cultural Committee and uh, and Flat Bay. Uh, everyone's been super excited about this. And willing to lend a hand. Well, great, uh, Greg. Uh, uh, good luck on uh, the first uh, the first event. So hopefully the the first of of many. And um, so hopefully the the weather will be nice. And uh, I think the road uh, down to Burjo is pretty good now. Uh, it's patched up, so it should be um, a fairly good drive down from the uh, turnoff on the TCH. Yep, the road is sort of patched up. I would call it fair, uh, very good driving. Uh, so there are was out there but time the 18th rolls around hopefully we'll have those patched up i just want to mention when uh there are uh, uh several uh, facilities in burjo or accommodations there's burjo haven gillette's motel and the uh provincial park itself and i would encourage people at this time if you are coming down you want to stay for the night uh, because there's lots to do and see down here especially we have one of the uh best beaches in newfoundland uh, so hopefully people will want to come down and spend some time there uh, to book those accommodations now. And uh, I've been in Sandbanks there on the beach, and it's a, it's a beautiful beach, so um, I can back up what you say about uh, the beach in, in Sandbanks. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a beautiful beach, and uh, we're going to have half of our ceremony on the beach, and then we're going to take it up to the dance floor uh, where we're going to have a, uh, a demonstration of different 
dances and uh, with different regalias, that type of thing. That. So we're expecting a really good day. It's, uh, on my Facebook feed, net, it sounds like people are coming from all around. So we're, we're, we're really stoked about this. We're really excited about this uh, for our first uh, Maoriomi. And hopefully we can grow on that next year and that. So there's going to be a, a lot of after, after action reports and that, that what can we do better? How can we make it stronger? Uh, but I think this is going to be a very unique event where we are actually going to get those cultural teachings and, that, and how to make prayer ties, uh, things like that. The water ceremony is going to be a great event. And, uh, so it's back to basics. We've been through a, uh, a hard year through the enrollment process. Uh, we want to bring people together, and we want to learn from each other. Uh, we want to learn the Mi'kmaq ways, and hopefully we can bring people together through that. Greg James, one of the organizers of the Burgio Mawiomi, taking place on August the 18th. And that's it for the show. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters, Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio and Norris Point in Rocky Harbor. Tune in on The Voice of Bombay. And in St. John's, catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.